Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've got a fantastic guest from you all the way from Nashville, David Ask. And we're our conversation is talking about is gonna talk about business, entrepreneurship. He's got a fantastic story, his creative process, and um, overcoming obstacles, resilience. And I'm happy to provide David as inspirational motivation and uh, as a guest on the show. So David, welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Dr. Lou. This is exciting and an honor to be on your podcast. I, I looked at your social presence and you are all over the place, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, I always get that, uh, you know, you're everywhere. And um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, you're the driving force behind StatGuardPlus.com. And it's a product showcase in over uh, 3000 retail giants, um, such as L Home Depot, Lowe's. And um, so kind of talk about your story, uh, how you got started, provide the listeners some backdrop, and we'll get right into it. And I tell you what, I, I love to share this. And for so many reasons, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a 49 year old, you know, father of two, my, my wife, Lisa, and I, like you said, live outside of Nashville. And I grew up in a little town in, in Minnesota uh, called Glenwood. It's just a wonderful place to, to grow up. And there were so many people that I was surrounded with who, you know, ran small businesses and some large businesses and things like that. And, you know, i I just always was, you know, kind of gravitated to, you know, the entrepreneurs. Every time I would see somebody, you know, even when I was really young, selling something or doing something that just seemed kind of outside the normal eight to five, you know, type, you know, career, I was so intrigued by their personalities and, you know, just kind of what made those people tick. In fact, Dr. Lou, I heard this just recently that only, I think it's between three and 5% of the population is is actually you know an entrepreneurial kind of a person there are a lot of people who kind of you know start businesses and things but when they, when they actually dial in that definition of of an entrepreneur it's a really small number and yeah. so what's really funny is is i had no idea what i wanted to do and the only thing i really did well growing up was make people laugh and um, I can actually sing really well. So I've actually cut like four records and I've sung on stages all over the country and things like that. But I, it was one of those things where I wasn't sure that, you know, if kind of that was my thing. And I, I, I still do that, by the way, I've, I've got a, a couple of concerts this month and so on, but with regards to my business and my, you know, the stat guard plus. So just as a side note, my, my product is, is a thermostat guard with a combination lock. So it's basically more for commercial settings, right? Um, restaurants and offices and places like that, where you've got a lot of people that would, you know, either customers or employees that are messing around with the thermostat. But mine solves the problem of the lost key. So I'm the first and original thermostat guard in the world with a combination lock. And um, so anyway, as far as the the story behind that goes, I, I was actually working in facilities management for a large retail chain. And of course, in all of our locations, we would use stat guards because everybody wanted a different temperature, right? And we all know about the thermostat wars. So anyway, um, the problem though was, you know, people had a hard time keeping up with that key. And so this this actually, this invention was kind of a, 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 a partnership with my brother-in-law. He called me one day and he said, David, where do I get a stat guard with a combo lock? And, you know, I'm like, I'll find one. And I it really wasn't honestly on my radar, like in that moment, I know we talked a little bit and I'm like, man, I can't even find one. And, and 
we ended up going into business together um, initially, and then I bought him out a few years later. But, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, out of the gate, I don't know how to do this. You know, thus the word entrepreneur, right? You're busting new ground every day, just, you know, okay, here's a problem. Here's an obstacle. I'm either going to climb over it, around it, through it, and we're going to figure it out. And um, so anyway, that, that's kind of the, you know, the genesis of it. And of course, here we are 10 years later and I'm in, you know, 3000 retail stores and, you know, we sell in various outlets online, things like that. And I I love product development. I just love the, you know, the process of starting with nothing, you know, starting with an idea and then bringing something to the market that solves people's problems. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I can hear the passion in your voice. And um, so, you know, kind of talking about, um, you know, we talked about, you know, from idea to the Home Depot and Lowe's. And um, so one question is, um, so we talk about this idea of entrepreneurship and um, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, like, um, you know, the United States was founded on entrepreneurialism and um, now- yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's founded on entrepreneurial, but is everybody's like going to jobs and um, but then it's interesting, you know, three to five percent are entrepreneurial or entrepreneurs. And so you talk about this idea of crushing the serpent's head and the internal life of an entrepreneur. What is that? Man, so <laughs> it's obviously that language sounds, you know, fiery and all that kind of thing. <laughs> but you know what? It kind of is. I mean, you know, for someone to get where you're at, right? Go through years of education and and kind of come out the other side of a career with options and things like that, you, you know, we all have to overcome, you know, the shadow side of ourselves, right? We, we, yeah. we need to, we, there's a whole lot going on, you know, in our own minds, these upper limit challenges, these obstacles that are, you know, sometimes just complete bogus, right? And quite often it's that jerk in the mirror that I need to look at and be like, Hey, hold on a minute. And then also, I you know I believe we we live in a world that has a spiritual realm to it, and there's forces that are causing us to you know steer off into the ditch. Hmm. So my my friend Scott one time, um, so one of the other things that I do is I'm I'm part of the ISI Mastermind, Iron Sharpens Iron, and I, I facilitate two of those groups. Well, one of the guys in the group told me one day because I was kind of just talking negative. I'm talking, you know, um, just this head trash kind of pops up and I started kind of rehearsing some of that. And he yeah. cuts me, he cuts me off and he says, David, he said, take your heel and crush the serpent's head. You've mm -hmm. got trash, you know, coming into your heart and into your mind, trying to steer you off of something that you were so sure about last week. Yeah. And it's nothing but a mental, you know, obstacle, just fear, right? Cropping up. And you need to grab that guy and chuck him out the door. And so I I love the I love the idea of of not, you know, not trying to, well, how about this? If you had someone in your home, right, who's trying to steal from you or hurt your family, you're not gonna try to talk to talk him out of it. And hey, sir, would you mind, you know, walking out the door you came in and here's a bologna sandwich or something, right? You're probably gonna pick up something really heavy and start screaming and say, you know, get out of here or you've, you're going to have a, a big fight on your hands. And so what was Scott telling me, right? He's telling me, David, see what is coming into your mind that's getting you off course and chuck that guy out the door. Yeah. And it and it's, I'll be honest, I, I don't think there's an entrepreneur alive who doesn't deal with that. And most of the time, that's the problem, right? 
We can yeah. solve practical problems, but most of the problem, most of the problem is in our own heart and in our own mind. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And then, uh, so, you know, kind of talking about obstacles. And so one thing is um, in your journey, what are the top three elements you found essential in your life for breaking through obstacles? Man, what a great question. I, yeah. I, you know, really it's, I, I would start with self-awareness. So, you know, the, this idea of, you know, who you are, when we always talk about your why matters, I'm, I'm Simon Sinek wrote that book, you know, start with why, and I love that. But I, I really think there's a precursor to that. And it's starting with who. Mm. So, you know, what makes me different from, you know, the person next to me? What is it that lights me up? What is it that gives I like, I always like to say, what is it that gives my goosebumps goosebumps? Yeah. You know, what is it that I'm that I'm willing to suffer for? What is it that makes me mad? You know, that I'm, that I feel like I want to fight for that kind of thing, yeah. because it's different for other people, you know? So that, that sense of self-awareness, I think is really, really important. And then, you know, on a real basic level, it's who you surround yourself with. And we all know that if, for those of us who have children, right? You never want your kids, you know, caught up in the wrong crowd. Yeah. I mean, instinctively, we get it as parents, but guess what? Quite often, we don't internalize that for ourselves, mm. and we become like the top five people that we spend the most time with. And I forget who said that. I'm, I'm actually quoting someone there. Yeah. But that so this idea of self awareness, um, spend time with people that you really admire, that you trust, you know, that have your best in mind. And then, and then I would say too, is just be a learner, you know, read books, listen to podcasts, right? Ask questions, um, be really curious about, you know, what's possible and how someone else might be doing something that might be a bit more efficient or better or, or how about this? How about somebody that just helps you understand that you're saying yes to too many things and it's time to say no to something. Yeah. So that might be, you know, something I deal with because I can say yes to a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and uh, you know, it, once I've once I figured out, you know, the haters and the naysayers, um, and uh, kind of they, uh, you know, in trying to do something that nobody's done before, so you have to kind of find models and shortcuts and kind of, um, you know, you can copy away to success. Um, mm. Once I understood that, and I started limiting my time with just you know people that drag you down, and you know, yeah. yeah um, uh, one thing that I really love is is in this idea of overcoming obstacles is that, you know, uh, there's I was re I was on the or listening to this really great podcast and it's talking about looking for the gifts in challenges and obstacles and setbacks and it's actually gift as opposed to you know getting frustrated. So reflecting on your path, what aspects of your story or background do you now realize more instrumental in your success than you initially thought? Yeah, the you know <laughs> I, I like the uh, you know the the topic of setbacks, the topic yeah. of failures, the topic of you know the just those that struggle and so on. It's truth of the matter is it sounds kind of pie in the sky when you you know you want to put a nice spin on it. Well, you know everybody has fails failures. Look at you know how many times Thomas Edison failed and you yeah. know, Michael Jordan, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but the truth of the matter is is the failures are what cause you, right? If you push through them to become the person that you need to be in order to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. You know, the, the, this idea my son, my son is 18 years old and he's just like, he's jacked. He's, he's at the gym all the time. He's just this young strapping, good looking dude. Yeah. And it's, he's in his first year of college right now. 
Yeah. And so here's what's funny, right? Parker can go to the gym and push all kinds of weights. I mean, he can lift twice as much as I can. And, and at the same time, he's, he's building new muscles in his first year in college. But in essence, it's the same thing, right? Where it's whether you're pushing heavy weight and tearing down muscle and becoming stronger in your body. I mean, you know, right? As a doctor, <laughs> you, you go to college, you're tearing down mental muscle, emotional muscle to push through, right? Do hard things. Yeah. And you're building back, you know, those those emotional, spiritual, mental muscles in a way that cause you to become the person you need to be in order to lift that weight. And so those failures, you know, that's that's the heavy lifting. It's the tearing down and the building back up. Thus the word resilience, right? There would be no word resilience unless you had a failure or a problem or you fell down. One requires the other. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, just reflecting on the journey, um, and I know it's kind of cliche, but they always say, you know, it, the um, the joy lies in the journey. And it's really interesting, like, you have peak experiences, but those last only, like, they could last for a day or a week, whatever. But yeah. it's like, and we're more, we're more, we will avoid, we'll do more to avoid pain than to go for pleasure. And so, like, these experiences, um, they is what they call you they call that, you know, trial by fire or, you know, kind of mm. sharpening the sword or sharpening yeah. the iron, um, you know, yeah. which, uh, and we're more learn, we're more apt to learn from failure as opposed to success. So. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so one thing is uh, talking about this. Uh, you, so basically, you know, we've talked about this. One thing as interesting is this creative process. And I've always, um, you know, entrepreneurs, creatives, you know, artists, uh, we're all creative. So with your history of creating success, successful products, and could you share what motivates and fuels your continuous innovation and product development? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. So I'll, I'll just be honest about this, right? When I went through COVID in my business, just like millions of others, right? We just about, we just about went under. Mm. So, so part of that is, is, Hey, I'm, a, I'm a husband, I'm a father. I'm putting two kids through college right now. So part of my motivation, right? On a very practical level is to pay the light bill and put some kids through college. Yeah. And, and at the same time, right. When you hit a little bit of a, a certain level where you've got consistent income and that kind of stuff, Oh. Well, it's amazing how your, you know, your imagination starts to kind of open up a little bit. You feel that psychological safety. Well, so so what's interesting here is is coming through COVID, and now coming out the other side. We had a record month last last month in retail. Last week was our best week ever in business. Uh -huh. <laughs> and and so what's fascinating is right if you start getting some wins after a decade of struggle. Yeah. Well, now it's like my imagination, my heart is opening up a bit more to, okay, what's possible here? So I actually went and joined the Nashville um, Entrepreneur Center and I'm hanging out with, you know, of course, men in my mastermind group that are, you know, starting um, businesses and, um, you know, developing products and things like that. And I, I like to just help, you know, if there's, if there's a way for me to be involved on a business level, fine, but either way that I think, you know, to see where someone is where I was a decade ago, right? And to say, hey, stand on my shoulders here. Let me, you know, learn from me because I'd made a lot of mistakes and I'd love love for you to not make as many and, and you know, have fewer obstacles. So it's a joy to see someone, you know, in the land of the free and the home of the brave here, right? Have a, 
you know, we have options. There's a, there's many countries that don't have options, right? They're looking for clean water. Yeah. And so I believe that, you know, the good king has called us to multiply, period. Yeah. So my my job is to multiply that which is put in my hands and help other people do the same thing. Yeah. And I yeah. get really, really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And um, so, you know, kind of I'm a I'm a spiritual person. Uh yeah. not so much, you know, that's like uh there's and uh what what I love in, is really because basically in our world I've seen it basically uh the decline of morals and just kind of you know, pol yeah. politicians, corporations, you know, and there's more need for individuals such as yourself. You know, we need more people with integrity and people doing the right thing, not just hoarding and oh yeah, yeah, you know, um. So kind of, um, you know, we have around five more minutes, but kind of talking about, um, you know, what inspires you to get up early each morning, drive your ventures forward, um, and then kind of talk about what is next, some immediate action for listeners and, um, you know, end it on a positive note. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. And I, I just <laughs> so appreciate the the time to explore some of these things in a, a bit of a spotlight here. I yeah. You know, it's funny. There's a guy named Jim Rohn and he says, he has this saying and he said, he said, people always ask me why I get up so early in the morning. And he said, I always respond. If you knew where I was going, you'd be up early too. Yeah. And, and so one of the things that I do, so Dr. Andy Garrett and I work closely together. He's in my mastermind group, but we actually coach people through, you know, this, this idea of building an identity, right? Who are you and what's your purpose? Well, people think that that's, you know, that's something that's discovered that's out there in the ethosphere or the universe or whatever. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's not. If, if you have someone, you know, I didn't make me, right? I didn't, I didn't choose my eye color. I didn't choose my taste buds. I didn't choose my personality. Uh -huh. The word authenticity comes from the word author, right? Yeah. With those of us who have children, right? I've got my siblings and my kids. They came out of the hopper, if you will, very different. And yeah. young children are not thinking about being authentic. They're just doing their deal. Yeah. So what, what we do is we help people understand this idea of who are you, right? Authenticity. And when you start identifying that with the, you know, the English language here, right? Writing those things down by answering really powerful questions, yeah. Well, your that's your identity. And what's really wonderful is, is when you act, you know, out of that place, right? Who am I and who am I not? And you give people permission around you to do that same beautiful, courageous thing. Yeah. It's so wonderful how your world starts to expand. The, the sense of generousness and psychological safety around you starts to expand Everything from I have an idea on a product or a song or a book or, you know, whatever that is that we're creating, right? We're all creators. It's amazing how for me personally, right? You ask me what gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. I love to walk alongside people validating. By the way, my Dr. Lou, my favorite quote is by Benjamin Disraeli. Um, he has a he's the former PM of England back in the 1800s. But he yeah, uh, the quote is, is the greatest good you can do for another is not to share with him your riches, but to reveal to him his own. Oh. And I just love this idea, whether it's, you know, my children or my wife or my friends or whoever I come in contact with. If I see something great in somebody, yeah. say something, right? Validate that. Point it out. Spotlight it. Yeah. So. Whether it's product development or songwriting or whatever somebody's doing, I love to spotlight that truest, not just the true things, but the truest things about someone that are really, really great. And the rest of life is a, a bit of a context 
for me to do those things. That's what really fires me up in the morning. So I yeah. know that's a bit maybe philosophical and deep, but that's that's how I roll. So yeah, yeah, I love that. And we need, uh, especially end of the year, kind of contemplating what you know where we've been moving forward into 2024. We need inspiration. Yeah. So um, how can people contact you? Check out your website, your work, follow sure. you. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, again, my, I, I would, you know, I'm, I'm putting my kids through college, that kind of thing. Right. So my stat guard, you know, if you visit stat guard plus S T A T G U A R D plus.com we're in stores and online and so on. We're the first and original. And then also my website is David um, ask.com. And if you want to email me, it's hello at David ask.com. Yeah. Yeah. And for all the audience out there, I love talking to inspirational entrepreneurs, especially at the end of the year. Um, get me motivated for next year. And um, all of David's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to check all of them out. Follow, give him a like, follow. Um, and uh, with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me.